know how important equity and sustainability are in making sure that your values align with how you're living your life. Why not your money? Why not schedule your wealth assessment today? Simply go to forethoughtplanning.com backslash wealth assessment to schedule yours today. Welcome to another episode of Thrive Forward, a podcast created for you, where we provide you tools, resources, and connections around your wealth, health, and mindset in order to educate and empower you into action. Hosted by yours truly, Shannon Foreman, and a production of Forethought Planning. On today's episode of Thrive Forward, we welcome Shelby Wagner, the founder of Stronger Together Coaching and Consulting. She comes with over 10 years of experience coaching individuals to go beyond just the surface to do work that matters. We are welcoming Shelby Wagner to the podcast, uh, Thrive Forward, and I couldn't think of somebody more fitting for this topic. So when Shelby and I first met, we met in a women's entrepreneurs group, and you were sitting next to the fireplace. I don't know if you remember this or not. <laughs> yes. And I was like, oh, yes, I like her <laughs> a lot. And then we just kind of stayed connected and both kind of filtered out of that group, but stayed connected. And so uh, you have just recently transitioned. Um, not that this is your first business that you own because you already run another business. Mm-hmm. But you left the corporate life and are now transitioning. And I love your purpose because you say, no matter what, you want to do work that matters and help people do the same thing. Mm -hmm. So Shelby is a work-life coach with Stronger Together Coaching, which is her company. And she's joining us today. We're gonna talk all things life transitions and still following your purpose. So thank you, Shelby, for being on today. Thank you. Thanks, Shannon. I'm really, really excited to be here. And like you said, um, you know, doing work that matters is a topic that I could talk all day about. So I'm really excited to be here today. Yeah, I actually, we're recording this um, just after I did a live yesterday talking about purpose and understanding how purpose plays such a huge role in your financial health. Mm. And if we don't have an understanding of what it is that we really want to do and the impacts that we want to make to the world, then we suffer from, do we have enough? Maybe mm-hmm. it will ever be enough. Well, if I, what if I run out, right? It's this constant game of what if. So how have you really uncovered what your purpose is and acted in that space? Yeah, my purpose, I feel like um, first, I'm one of those people who's like been trying to hack myself all my life, like reading the books like Power of Now and the Four Agreements and doing like everything I can to like be the best steward of like my time and energy. Uh, but it wasn't really until I took um, the Clifton Strengths Assessment, which at one time was called Strengths Finder. Most people know yes. it through that um, at an organization I was at. And when I got my results and saw my top five strengths, it was like this first time where something I felt inside all my life, which was, I want to help people. But then I saw my strengths and it was like, oh, this is how I can help people. And so my purpose has always been with me. And I tell people my career looks like a family circus route as I've (laughs) kind of like opened every door possible to say like, are you the people I'm supposed to help? Yep. 
but it wasn't until I took that assessment that I really started going down a journey of like, okay, how can I live my purpose? And um, so through assessments like that and like the Enneagram, um, that's where I really got exposure as to like how it can play out in the world, which I think is usually what people struggle with the most is like they have this yearning inside uh, to do more and they know like they want to do more, but they're not really sure how. So for me, my purpose really grew um, out of understanding myself in a different way. Yeah. And I think sometimes we live in this culture too, where purpose has to be like this grandiose dream and like um, gold plated yachts and private jets, right? <laughs> um, if I see one more Instagram ad, <laughs> I can help you get your, your jet or your private jet or your Maserati or something like that, right? Like that's not necessarily like physical things aren't purpose. Mm -hmm. So how do you help your clients to find what that purpose is for them. Yeah, I really walk them through getting really clear on what their natural talents are. What are some of those core values that like really define and shape them? And also looking at some past experiences to understand where have they really like been filled up in life? Because sometimes I think we either kind of like just, um, you know, wave away the things that we're really naturally good at or that have really filled us up because we just think maybe that's what everyone does or that happens for everyone. And so I take them through some foundational exercises to get really clear and grounded in like, what are my natural talents? Like for myself on my journey, it was really understanding like, I love to see what's unique in each person. And I can naturally tell what someone is going to be like the best at. I tell people I'm kind of like a people detective. I'm listening for those words that they're using a lot, but they don't notice it. And so it's helping people start to kind of understand what are those talents for you? What are those things that are unique to you uh, that no one else can do in that same combination? And once people have that foundation and that language for it, it's kind of like their world, you know, they can't see the world the same now. They're looking through a new lens of uh, like, oh, wow, I'm a person who really likes to influence others, or I really like to be analytical. Like you get to be very specific, then the world looks very different to you as far as what the opportunities are. Um, so, you know, and also the piece around values, I think um, there's a piece of just understanding who you are at your core and what's important to you. And a lot of us have, you know, experiences either from like our family, the way we were raised or friends, just environment that we've been in and recognizing and honoring how those really shape us too and play a role in what really energizes us or where we could serve a purpose and do work that matters. And so really taking people on a journey to get really well acclimated to what their talents are, what their values are, and, and again, where they've been and what, what has felt good. Uh, we often don't have time to think about what's great about ourselves and, and how we have done amazing things in the past. And so giving people a really positive place to start is, is super helpful being able to reflect back on what you're good at also allows you to get out of that space of imposter syndrome, mm -hmm. um, which you will experience going through life transitions, especially if you're kind of playing in that new space, which still happens for me. In fact, this morning I was out on a walk and I was listening to a podcast of a woman that I admire and I was like, Oh, well, I mean, she's doing it. Am I supposed to still be doing it? 
And then I like literally had to text my coach and be like, Hey, need you to talk me off this ledge. Right. I already passed. Like I already processed my gratitude, but I'm going (laughs) to need a little extra help today. Uh, Which is important to have a community around you as Mm -hmm. well of other individuals who are going through kind of the same thing or a couple steps ahead of you. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So can you share with us a little bit about how you transitioned from corporate? Like what did you do there? How did you start defining that it was something that you wanted to leave and start your own business? Yeah, I'd say, um, you know, there was a real distinction probably two years before I left that I recognized my role was kind of at the end of its road. There wasn't a lot of growth coming. Uh, The organization was changing as well. And I just started to think about like, okay, where do I want to take my talents and my gifts next? And I had this feeling that I wanted to reach more people. And I just knew that, you know, being in an organization, I might be limited to a department. I was working in IT at the time. And and so that started me at least on a path of trying to make connections, you know, in other departments in the organization. But at that time, I also started experimenting with hosting my own workshops. And so that way I could start kind of practicing with, okay, if I want to reach more people, do I like, you know, working with complete strangers in like a, you know, a workshop setting and kind of experimenting with how does that feel? And does that feel like it's on the path to what I have in my mind? Uh, In addition to that, you know, starting to look at what would it take you know, to leave. At the time, I was the main earner in my relationship. um, And my partner and I, we already owned a business at the time, too. So it was like kind of weighing a lot of factors financially of, you know, what what it looked like to be on one income. Could we have two entrepreneurs in the house? Right. (laughs) And just starting to play around with that, you know, it really was this process of like day by day kind of unraveling what some of these challenges might be and beginning to, you know, uncover what stories might I be telling myself, you know, there were, there was definitely a resistance from myself of, well, there's no way that we could afford to do that. Um, So part of my journey was also having to just get very concrete and create a budget, you know, in a, in Excel document that said like, what would it look like if I left my job and, you know, being very detailed of, well, here's our expenses and this is what it would look like to live on one income. I can't stress enough. I always am telling people, write it down, whether it's your thoughts, whether it's a budget, whether it's your dreams, you need to put it on paper so you can reflect on it and it can reflect back to you like a reality because our, our brains and our minds can tell us all sorts of things that may or may not be true. But you know, when you put it onto paper, I mean, math is math, (laughs) right? Like it it either, (laughs) it either adds, it adds up, you know, to a positive or to a negative. Uh, but then it allows your brain to start thinking of, okay, well, what, what are some possibilities if this is the reality right now? And so uh, my journey was in part getting my confidence, you know, going as a person who could step out on their own as a coach, 
It was a part of the journey financially to understand what would it look like to not be the person in a relationship and earning Mm -hmm. the most, you know? And then there was also a component of what would it be like to not be in a corporate environment anymore? You know, um, I'd say the most significant thing I've worked on this year since I've left is unwinding from the culture um, that I was in. And it was, you know, I had amazing coworkers and lovely leaders, but there's just a different level of expectation, of drive, um, that I had to learn to unwind from because it wasn't serving me anymore. And it certainly wasn't going to serve me in my business in the way that I wanted to run it. So some uh, quite a few factors there um, that I think people maybe don't realize that there's a bigger picture. Yeah. I think two, two really big things uh, that I, I heard you say that are so important. Um, well, maybe three. Okay. Like three, like they, all of it was important, but three things that really stood out to me. So one, obviously the financial part is going to stick out to me, but I think that that's so critical because there are so many coaches and leaders out there that are telling you that you can go do whatever it is that your heart desires. Well, the reality is you might not be able to depending on the lifestyle that you have. So what is the lifestyle that you want to preserve? And what does that budget look like for you to need to live on? Then also on the flip side, what is it from a revenue producer that you're going to see from a business? And expect that you're probably not going to see the same that you even think, right? And both of us got to experience, you know, going through a world pandemic uh, (laughs) when we decided to jump ship from corporate America. So like that offers like a whole nother spectrum of what's going on in the world, right? But we're here and we're, we're doing great and our businesses are doing great. You were just sharing with me some great successes before we started recording, which is fantastic. I think the other pieces that I caught on to were like writing it down, how I'm such a big believer of that. I'm still somebody that like literally as a planner and I write down things every day, although I am trying to get more my, like yes. my admin, like <laughs> could you please put it in your CRM? I'm like, yes, I will. Uh, <laughs> I have 20 notebooks. So, (laughs) right. Um, And then I think that's like our, our age demographic though, too. We didn't grow up with it constantly like in a cell phone and electronics. So we're like in this limbo of like, I know I got to live in an electronic space, but I I love paper. (laughs) Um, So the, the, the last two piece or the other piece that I was, I think is so important that we don't really touch on either is when we shift into that, it's a complete culture change. Mm-hmm. I remember like feeling like, oh gosh, I got to get to the office by like eight o'clock. Like, uh, like what if I'm not there at eight <laughs> o'clock? I don't know. No one's here. <laughs> like there's nobody here that's like, hey, I need to fill, I need you to fill the coffee pot. I could control everything. Right. Um, good and bad. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause like, then there's like a whole other element of okay, well, somebody was doing this for me before and now I'm doing that. And I had a good sense of what that was going to look like uh, going into that space, but you don't necessarily always know everything. So what was your biggest aha transitioning from corporate to entrepreneurship? Well, I think for me, you know, the biggest aha was just on a very personal level how 
amped up and driven I had become in the IT space and how much I needed to step back from that in order for my coaching practice to grow in a way that felt authentic to me. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I, you know, I got a coach to specifically work on like, who am I foundationally and how do I bring more of that person out now that I have the space to do it. And it was just, that was the biggest aha for me was like, wow, look how tightly wound and amped up you've become far more than you actually are. And then the discomfort of trying to find my way back to who I really am and knowing that that wasn't just going to happen overnight, that that was something I was going to have to commit to and wake up to every day to say, I want to lead more with my heart, less with productivity. I want to lead more with my passion, less with like, you know, the results of, you know, maybe financials. I want to lead more with the change I can make. Um, That was, that was the biggest thing. And I think, you know, when you are on a path of pursuing your passion, I think everyone will likely bump up against this challenge of, the notion that like, what does work look like? What does productivity look like? What does success look like? And when you are following your passion, sometimes that's not going to line up with the definition that you're familiar with, especially if you've been working for an organization of any kind. Um, And just our society and our culture really looks at work in a very different way than leading with your heart leading with the change you can make leading with who can you best serve and so it can be challenging to say like is this worth it am I on the right path and does this matter if I'm not making a certain amount of money or if certain people aren't you know in awe of what I'm doing because I think that was also the other piece of like those first 30 days I was like wow if I saw someone at my old job right now and they were like what do you what are you doing? And what have you been working on? There was a part of me that felt a little like, geez, I don't know if they would find what I'm doing exciting. And does that mean I'm not doing something that's like worthy? People were shocked when I like left my corporate job. And I was like, why? You were making so much money. And I go, you act like money is literally the only thing. I know. matters in life, right? Like money is a tool in your tool belt. It is not what should be driving every decision in your life. Right. So how about obstacles or like that lovely imposter syndrome that we get? How do you help clients work through that? If they're just at this very like beginning stage of, I don't know what I want to do or like, how do I rip this bandaid off and really discover what it is that I want to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think what's helpful is one, starting from that place of positivity. So they have something to look back to as far as, okay, I do have talents and skills and wonderful things about me. Um, It's also kind of teaching how to like strengthen your ability to be uncomfortable with some of the mind chatter. Um, I really coach my clients to understand it's not about like eliminating thoughts that, you know, might talk about like imposter syndrome or thoughts that are filled with doubt. 
it's about learning how to sit with them and being curious about them and mm-hmm. saying like, hmm, you know, what what is true about that? You know, and why why would I think that? Or what's brought me to that conclusion? And then being able to let that thought kind of pass. It's about embracing it, not resisting it. Mm-hmm. And um, and really, all you can do is start to become aware of those those thoughts. And each day, practice sitting in that discomfort a bit um, and recognizing, oh, where would that story have come from before? And so really being a partner that they can, you know, start to articulate some of these things and name them because once you name them, they don't have as much power as things that just feel like they're, they're flying in the back of your mind all day long and you're getting like fatigued from trying to fight against them. Once you're like, Oh, look, there's that thought again, that I'm not good enough or this, Mm -hmm. you know, this has already been done. Hmm. You know, one thing that I love is challenging people to say, is that, um, is that valid and is it relevant? That was something from the energy of money when you come up with, you know, reasons for not moving forward and not taking that next step, asking yourself, is that like self-doubt, is that a valid statement? You know, like, well, that might be true, but is it relevant to you taking your next step? Probably not. Okay, I'm going to keep going. And so it's like learning how to like keep pushing through, even though things are going to come up that feel a little bit scary or might feel like, hmm, maybe this is like a sign I should stop. It's like, well, is it relevant to you reaching out to that person and opening yourself up and sharing your work? Maybe not. Maybe you could just keep going. Um, So it's like these small steps, like very incremental change to build that confidence over time. Yes. And I, I think one thing that's also helped me is like, okay, write it down, like literally write down what that like imposter thing is that says Mm -hmm. like, you can't do it or you're not good enough or somebody else is already doing it. And then like write a power statement back to it. Right. Um, so that you can, um, can feel better about that. And, um, mine, occurred this morning and I had a voice conversation like basically back with myself and I told my husband he was like you already know like I was like I know I'm literally already having a conversation with myself about how do I process through this and recognize that it is something that will constantly come up but it doesn't mean that it means stop right Mm -hmm. it doesn't Mm -hmm. mean stop it just means like hey there's like a there's a bump in the road that you should recognize and how are we going to get over it Right. Yeah. And I think it's, it's like training yourself to ask and what else might be true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and it's really about building your framework for when this happens, I do this. When a thought comes up that feels uncomfortable or feels fearful, then I get curious. Yeah, absolutely. As we kind of round out, um, what are, what are some specific things if somebody is skeptical about finding like they're like look I'm just here to like live and like why a purpose like why does that even matter and what do you say to those individuals about trying to move into that space of purpose because I think we have a lot of skeptical people in the world that are like look I'm just trying to survive and if I can just survive I'm fine Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I think for me, it's, I am looking to do more than survive. And 
you know, like I said earlier, I can't force anyone to do anything else, but I guess I'm always extending the invitation to think about how you might have a greater impact on the world and how you might play a bigger role in your community, in your family or your friends, because now more than ever, we need each person's uniqueness to show up and be the change that we need. And I would hope most people want to be a part of that. Um, so that's all I can ask is like clear the path and what's for you will find you. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I absolutely love that. All right. Shelby is so awesome. She delivered us so many nuggets of knowledge today and levels of encouragement for you to really move forward in your life, right? Like that's the goal of the podcast. Like how do we move forward? Um, so where can people hang out with you? I know you've got a couple of things coming up. Please feel free to share them with us so that we can help your business as well as just, I'm sure there are somebody out there that could benefit from utilizing your services as well. Yeah, I share the most over on Instagram. So you can follow me and find me there at shelby.m.wagner. I'm always sharing videos and tips and just moments of inspiration there. So you'll find everything you need to know over there. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This was absolutely wonderful. And I can't wait for people to listen to this episode. So thank you so much. Great. Thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Thrive Forward, a podcast for you about finances, health, and mindset. Please share with somebody that you think might find this of value as well as subscribe so you don't miss any of our episodes that we update every week for you. You can even find us on social media, on our Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube channels, all at Forethought Planning. Thank you again, and remember, you are always worthy of creating your wealth. The views expressed here are those of the participants and not those of Forethought Planning, Advisors Pied, or LPL Financial. All investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. Securities are offered through LPL Financial and member of FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Advisors Pride, an SEC registered investment advisor. LPL Financial, Advisors Pride, Forethought Planning, and the guests of the Thrive Forward podcast are separate and unaffiliated parties.